Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Spots three or four inches of snow by tomorrow afternoon. I think the snow tapers off around 3 p.m. on Friday. Then we're left with a cold weekend. Saturday's high of only 25 degrees with a wind chill of 15. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. 34 in Tyson's, 36 in Waldorf, 37 in LaFont Plaza. 359. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. Here we go again. Washington started the week with snow. We're ending the week with another three to four inches on the ground by tomorrow night. Keep it here on WTOP. This is where people turn when weather threatens. The Uvalde, Texas Elementary School massacre was a significant failure by police. We'll go in depth on the scathing report by the Justice Department with Devlin Barrett of the Washington Post that's coming up at 4.15. Two massive explosions here in Anacostia, and it could have been way worse. I'm John Doman. And the Dow up 2.13. 3 o'clock. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Linda Kenyon. The Senate has passed a short-term stopgap funding bill that averts a government shutdown. CBS's Scott McFarlane on what that means. It's all government spending where it is now through March 1st and March 8th. The House votes shortly. A Justice Department report uh, praises the Uvalde school shooting, uh, rather uh, finds uh, critical failures in the response to the Uvalde school shooting. Attorney General Merrick Garland. As a consequence of failed leadership, training and policies, injured and scared students and teachers remain trapped with the subject in the classrooms waiting to be rescued. CBS's Lilia Luciano with more of the findings. What this report lays out is that there was such a bad breakdown in communication. There was such a failure in leadership to convey the critical information down the line that the officers outside of the school who wanted to act accordingly did not have the appropriate information to go in and stop the active shooter. The weather is taking a deadly toll. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. The deadly cold snap continues to grip the nation with dozens of weather-related deaths so far, many caused by hypothermia and crashes on the road. Among the victims, five family members in northeastern Pennsylvania, all killed after being struck by a tractor-trailer. Pakistan and Iran are attacking each other, CBS's Cammie McCormick reports. Iran says several people were killed, including women and children. It is rare that Iran and Pakistan launch attacks against each other, and it's raising concern about even more fallout from the war between Israel and Hamas. In Gaza, Gaza officials say an Israeli airstrike hit a house in the city of Rafah, killing 16 people, half of them children. Now, Rafah was supposed to be a safe zone, and at least a million Palestinians have fled there. But Palestinians say no place in Gaza is safe. CBS's Robert Berger in Jerusalem. Another journey into space. I'm Peter King at the Kennedy Space Center. The Axiom 3 crew has just gotten the news it wants. Dragon and Falcon systems continue to look healthy, and vehicles are ready for a launch attempt today. The next milestone is the go or no-go to fuel up the Falcon 9 rocket in just moments. This is the third privately financed flight for Axiom Space to the International Space Station. Crew members are from Turkey, Italy, and Sweden. Their spacecraft commander, former NASA astronaut Michael Lopez-Alegria. For Axiom Space, it's another step toward the company's planned commercial space station. There are four astronauts on board. This 
is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. 403 on WTOP, Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Cloudy skies, a little bit above freezing now. We're at 37 in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Our top story this hour, more snow. Can you believe it? Twice in one week after we were in that snow drought in our area for about two years. Winter weather advisory kicks in tomorrow at 4 a.m. Temperatures will be cold enough for the snow to stick. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Jordan Evans. Above freezing today, but then it's back to 33 tomorrow and the snow begins. Anytime after 3 o'clock in the morning, there will be snow falling during the morning rush hour. So that winter weather advisory starts at 4 o'clock going all the way through Friday evening. But I do think the snow comes to an end around 3 p.m. on Friday. Light to moderate snow throughout the day. One to three inches expected, just like Monday's system. So there will be enough to bring some impact to road travel, likely some closings as we go into Friday. All that snow is expected to mess with your morning commute. The timing of the snow means more drivers on the road, which may complicate road prep ahead of the winter weather. It does complicate things because we get stuck in traffic with everybody else, and we're not so effective at uh, treating the roadways. It's best that we're unencumbered and in front of the traffic. So if you don't have to travel, stay home. If you do, try to stay behind our equipment, and that way we are out there treating the pavement efficiently and effectively. Charlie Gishler with the Maryland State Highway Administration joining us earlier here on WTOP. We will... Have your full forecast in just a few minutes as part of traffic and weather on the 8th. Plus, we'll keep you updated on any school closings and delays that may come in. Another big story this afternoon that we're following. The investigation continues after two massive explosions sent flames into the air in Anacostia this morning. WTOP's John Doman has more from the scene. It was around 9.30 when a gas meter got hit here on Marionberry Avenue. Lieutenant Ryan Bolton was one of the first firefighters to arrive. The gas was very noticeable. You could hear it leaking as well as smell it from the street. It was right outside of a daycare center and staff was already evacuating kids when crews got here. That decision saved lives. D.C. Fire Chief John Donnelly says minutes later there was an explosion on the second floor. That explosion knocked out the windows on the second floor and created a flash fire. The crews on the scene at that point called for additional assistance of a first alarm. Um, And while they were getting uh, those units on the scene and deployed, a secondary explosion occurred in the convenience store. The convenience store has been completely blown out, but only one person was hurt and their injuries are minor. In Anacostia, John Dome in WTOP News. Heads up if you have Friday plans in D.C. tomorrow. 50,000 people are expected at tomorrow's March for Life on the National Mall, here's WTOP's Cheyenne Corinne. The annual March for Life rally marks the anniversary of the Supreme Court's 1923 Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion legal. Although that decision was overturned in 2020, people who are against abortion say their work is unfinished. House Speaker Mike Johnson is also expected to speak at the rally. The pre-rally concert begins at 11 a.m., with the march starting on the mall and finishing between the Capitol and Supreme Court. You can find a list of street closures at WTOP.com. Cheyenne Karen, WTOP News. 
We continue to follow a development in relation to the former Loudoun County Public School Superintendent Scott Ziegler, who was set to be sentenced today. That is not going to happen after all. Ziegler was facing up to a year in prison and a $2,500 fine on charges that related to the school system's handling of two sex assaults by the same student. The new information comes from a statement to WTOP from his attorney, says they argued a motion to set aside the verdict and the judge is now considering it. Sentencing cannot happen until that judge actually rules on that motion. Back in the fall, jury found Ziegler guilty of retaliation when he fired an elementary school teacher. That teacher, Aaron Brooks, testified against him in a grand jury investigation that was looking at the handling of the sex assaults from three years ago. Update now on the efforts to bring casino gambling to Northern Virginia. Democratic State Senator Dave Marsden of Fairfax County has formally introduced legislation before the General Assembly. And he tells NBC4 the bill calls for the resort and casino to be built in Tyson's. I think that that's the best place for the casino. We're including in it an entertainment district that will involve a concert venue and, more importantly, a conference center. Marston says he tweaked the legislation this time around after withdrawing it last year. NBC4 reports if approved, it would go where a car dealership used to be on Route 7. A previous attempt at bringing a casino to the region focused on Reston. If this new measure is approved by the General Assembly, voters would have the final say with a ballot referendum. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. Empty nesters have big nests. I'm Jeff Clayball. It's 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather. On the 8s and when it breaks, let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Coming out of D.C., northbound on 295, slow toward Bladensburg and Riverdale. On the BW Parkway, there's a crash near 450, and at most, only one lane's getting by. Northbound at the beginning of the BW Parkway, but beyond that, it's uh, for the most part full speed ahead through Greenbelt. Just typical congestion farther north, both ways slow near Fort Meade. 95 should work better in and out of Laurel. Meanwhile, on the Beltway, pretty slow this afternoon in spots near College Park, Lanham and Landover, and especially on the outer loop uh, between Bethesda and Tyson's. Interloop traffic getting more packed in uh, between 123 and the 270 spur. 270 northbound, a couple of slowdowns near Rockville, Gaithersburg, and Clarksburg, but the slow comes in separate stretches. Caller in Wheaton finding a crash northbound on Georgia Avenue, about midway between Arcola and Randolph, and blocking the left side. Northbound Georgia Avenue, stay right in Virginia. Normal traffic conditions on I-66, 395 and 95. South side of the Beltway also getting slow between Eisenhower and the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. And last but not least, in the district southeast, Anacostia, numerous roads remain closed at the building explosion activity. And a principal among them would be Marion Berry Avenue, uh, formerly Good Hope Road, east of King Avenue, but also MLK Block between the neighborhood 11th Street Bridge and about V Street southeast. Go Electric, the Fitzway, looking for an electric car, try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go Electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Okay, let's check in with 7 News First Alert meteorologist Jordan Evans. Tracking your forecast, clouds tonight and chilly temperatures back down to freezing by 7 o'clock so we had a few hours to at least thaw out today but with the cloud cover none of us reached the 40s for temperatures as we track tomorrow again it's snow during the morning early afternoon
afternoon, a good one to two, some spots up to three inches, and temperatures staying right around freezing. Saturday is the cold day with a high of 25, but a wind chill of 15 during the afternoon. Then Sunday, it starts to warm up to near 33 degrees. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. Cloudy skies all around. I think it smells like snow. We're at 35 DuPont Circle, 33 in Germantown, 34 in Annandale, and we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP's Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. Back we go to Jeff Claybaugh. Home builders pulled back at the end of the year. New home construction fell for the first time in four months in December, but builders appear to be planning for spring work. Permits for future construction rose to the highest level in a year and a half. Vacant D.C. office space is swelling. Citing CBRE data, the Washington Business Journal reports nearly 80 million square feet of office space in the D.C. region was empty at the end of last year. That's enough to fill the Pentagon 12 times. CBRE says the office vacancy rate in the D.C. region is now 21.1%. Empty nesters have big nests. Redfin says empty nest baby boomers own 28% of homes with three or more bedrooms, twice as many as millennials with kids. 43% of boomers now say they don't intend to ever move. The Dow gained ground today, up 202 points. The S&P 500 up 42. That was almost 1%. The NASDAQ up 200 points. That's one and a third percent. Jeff Clable. WTOP News. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Coming up, the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School massacre remains a large wound in our country. Now the Justice Department finds a significant failure in how police responded on that day. We're going in depth with the Washington Post. It's 412. The much-anticipated Washington, D.C. Auto Show returns to the Washington Convention Center Friday, January 19th through Sunday, January 28th. Auto manufacturers showcase their latest models. Indoor and outdoor ride-and-drives provide the ultimate automotive experience. And tailored pavilions with new features promise to deliver fresh and thrilling fun. Make plans for the whole family and immerse yourself in the world of cars and future mobility at the Washington, D.C. Auto Show January 19th through 28th. Tickets at WashingtonAutoShow.com. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust PJ Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. That's right. To keep their crews working this winter, PJ Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. Ring in the new year with the ultimate timeless gift, a diamond from Diamonds Direct. Whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating a lifetime of love in 2024, Diamonds Direct can make this New Year's one to remember forever. Diamonds Direct is the area's destination for exquisite diamonds in all shapes and sizes. And our nationwide price guarantee ensures you'll get the best value, period. To showcase that spectacular diamond, we have literally thousands of designer settings from all the top names like Takori, Viraggio, Simon G, Ajafi, and many more. And our experts will guide you every step of the way with the education you want and the respect 
respect you deserve. Engagement rings, wedding bands, eternity bands, fashion rings. At Diamonds Direct, we specialize in the ultimate symbol of love, and we welcome the opportunity to celebrate with you. So start the new year with some new excitement, new hope, and some new bling. Diamonds Direct, across from Tyson's Corner Center and in Rockville off Rockville Pike and proud sponsor of UVA Athletics. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Later this hour, an update on a Maryland boy bitten by a shark in the Bahamas. Keep it here on WTOP. If your agency needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If this sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a modern foundation for your agency with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash federal. IBM, let's create. I'm Katie from Long Baths. For decades, we've helped families just like yours bring beauty, value, and safety to their homes. You've been thinking about upgrading your old bath or shower. Now's the time. With seven decades of experience and our lifetime warranty, you'll be thinking, what took me so long? Right now, get 50% off materials, plus no payments and no interest for two years. Visit longbabs.com to get your free estimate today. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 415, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. Well, the nation will never forget the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School massacre that killed 21 people. Now the Federal Department of Justice says there was a near total breakdown in policing protocols that hindered the response to that school shooting back in 2022. DOJ says the refusal to rapidly confront the killer cost lives unnecessarily. The new report comes out after a two-year investigation. Well, joining us live to talk more about it, Washington Post Justice reporter Devlin Barrett, who is the co-author of the Trump Trials newsletter that comes out every Monday. Devlin, good to have you back. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, sometimes the word scathing is overused, but <laughs> is that maybe the correct word to describe this report by DOJ? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we all we have known since that awful day that the general strokes of of how this went bad, that police officers waited for more than an hour while the gunman was in this classroom full of fourth graders before going in. But what this report really does is it gives you a 600 page, like minute by minute, blow by blow account of of how deadly that waiting was and how awful um, it was for those children. Devlin, I can't imagine how difficult it is to read that for us as journalists, for the family members, anyone who was attached to that. What are some of the key things that you found that DOJ said went wrong? Well, obviously, the the simple act of waiting. But but I think in some ways, as you read it, some of what becomes more maddening is what they did while they were waiting. So, for example, they spent 40 minutes looking for a key to a classroom door and you know, I think what's so jarring about that is one of the things the report found is that they never even bothered to turn the knob to that door. And that door was almost certainly unlocked the entire time. And so it's it's not just what they didn't do. It's the things they chose to spend their time doing while people were dying that I think is, is part of why the families are still so very, very angry. Will there be any punishment for police who responded to that situation? So that's in the hands of the local district attorney. This review was really just about trying to um, 
say what went wrong and frankly assign blame, but not in the criminal context. Uh, the, it's been more than a year and a half. Uh, there's, you know, the longer, the more time that goes on, the less likely we are to see something like criminal charges out of this. But the families very, very much want to see uh, people charged for their inaction. And they want to see more people named. You know, this report names a lot of senior police officials for behaving uh, wrongly. Uh, those families would like to see even the lesser police officials named publicly. Devlin, every time one of these tragedies happens, a school shooting, there is always the after action report, like, you know, in a, in a smaller sense than what we're getting today. What do we take away from this? What will authorities be able to do with it? Can they do anything with it? Do we see anything concrete coming in the future? So I think it's a, it's it's one of the worst types of reminder possible because law enforcement has known since the, the Columbine shooting, you know, for decades, law enforcement has known you have to go to the threat. You cannot wait. You have to go because more people will die if you don't. And I think Uvalde was very jarring for a lot of even police officers and agents because they thought everyone understood this. They thought this it wasn't even a thing you needed to teach anymore in some ways. But Uvalde proved it is. And I, th- I think, you know, there have been incidents all around the country since Uvalde where parents don't trust the police to take care of their kids. And I think one of the things that the Justice Department is trying to do here is emphasize what the right thing to do is so that you don't have people trying to take action on their own. So it doesn't get even more chaotic and even more dangerous. Devlin, thanks so much. Appreciate your help. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Washington Post justice reporter and co-author of the Trump Trials newsletter, Devlin Barrett. You can get the Trump Trials newsletter at WashingtonPost.com. Off to the traffic center we go. Dave Dildine. Northbound on DC 295 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Jam traffic from the Anacostia River Bridges past Bladensburg. There is a crash on the BW Parkway near Maryland 450. I believe only one lane is able to get by the response. Northbound on the BW Parkway. Some bailout outbound on 50 out of Chevrolet, but good to go on 50 toward the Bay Bridge. A slow afternoon on parts of the Beltway, especially between Bethesda and Tyson's. No recent incidents reported on the Outer Loop. Did have word of a minor crash on the interloop between Carter Rock and River Road, crowding an outside lane. In Virginia, 66, normal congestion westbound near Vienna, eastbound near Boston, 95 and 395, southbound slow stretch is typical. From Quantico to Dumfries, northbound on 95, closing in on Dumfries, there's a mobile work zone, aero trucks moving northbound in the left lanes. We'll see a lot of that today around the region. Slow moving storm pretreatment, putting the finishing touches on the brine before tomorrow's expected snowfall fall. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Well, let's get the update on that snowfall. We've got Jordan Evans in the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. What are your models telling us about when and how much? Uh, when it starts is during the morning rush hour tomorrow. In fact, even before, maybe 5 o'clock, it's already snowing. A good light to moderate snow, 7 to 8, 9 o'clock. So snow-covered roads likely for that rush hour. So I would not be surprised if closings are already being announced because we do have, again, that snow potential through the morning hours into the afternoon. Now, in terms of totals, probably not the same we saw Monday. There's less moisture with this system, but still a good 2, maybe 3 inches of snow across the area. Again, that's all it 
it takes to really bring those impacts into road travel around the DMV. Temperatures tomorrow hover near freezing. Then Saturday, it's just downright cold. We're talking mid-20s for temperatures. And wind chills may not even get above 15 on Saturday. So plan on uh, at least those very cold wind chills throughout the weekend. Even Sunday morning, the wind chill down to 5 degrees. It does warm up, I think, by next week. Next Friday, we're pushing 60, so we'll see those temperatures climb each day as we go into next week. Something to look forward to there. Uh, temperatures right now, we are still above freezing in several spots. Uh, my map is not refreshing, so you may have to help me out with some of these current temperatures. Sorry no worries. That. <laughs> That's okay. We got it for you. 34 at DuPont Circle, 33 in Germantown. In Annandale, we've got 34 degrees. And up ahead next on WTOP. Nearly 31% of Maryland's kids are chronically absent, so where are they? I'm Kate Ryan. 422. The BMW i4 M50. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Experience the power of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper as BMW M-engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. The complete suite of intuitive technology keeps you connected. The pure performance keeps your heart racing. The BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Lisa 2024 BMW i4 eDrive 35 for 499 per month. Visit bmwcenters.com. The following is a paid message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. This week, as we mark the observance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we remember a man who worked tirelessly to eradicate injustice through civility and nonviolence and implored us never to succumb to the temptation of bitterness. Dr. King built his legacy on a message of love, not hate. Despite the trials he faced, he never doubted the promise of a better tomorrow. As we recognize the work of Dr. King, regrettably, we must also realize that there is so much more to do. Racism, bigotry, and division among us remain, but they should not defeat us. Dr. King reminded us we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. His dream for unity must remain alive. This is WTOP News. 423. Across Maryland, the number of kids who are chronically absent ranges from 25% in elementary schools to 36% in high school. Lawmakers got a briefing on the trend and what's needed to address the problem. In an Annapolis hearing room, Maryland State Superintendent of Education, Carrie Wright, laid out the numbers of students who are chronically absent. And you can hear State Senator Christopher West's stunned reaction. Think about that. You have more than a third of your children that are chronically absent. So Statewide. Statewide. Wright said they want to come to school if they feel welcomed. They want to come to school if they're feeling successful. And they want to come to school if they feel like they belong. Among the reasons kids are not in school, unstable housing, lack of transportation, bullying, and since covid a sense of disconnection. Maryland's Blueprint for Education, a multi-billion dollar reform plan, is seen as a partial solution, but a number of lawmakers have expressed concern about the costs. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. We're getting more information this afternoon about the shark attack on a boy in the Bahamas. It happened earlier this week. Doctors say the boy from Southern Maryland is now back in the U.S. That 10-year-old boy, bitten by a shark in the Bahamas, airlifted to a hospital in his home state of Maryland. This morning, we're hearing from another tourist 
who saw the aftermath of the attack. Everyone was fractured trying to figure out what was going on. It was very chaotic right then. There was a lot of blood. The mom was a hero. She jumped right into action. The boy was bitten on the right leg while participating in an expedition in a shark tank at a local resort on Paradise Island, according to police. ABC News correspondent Victor Okendo. Sports at 25 and 55. All right, George Wallace is here with the LinkedIn page and yes. uh, the interview questions That's right. for Quest- the Commanders uh-huh. coaches. Questions. Yeah. Here's the questions. Who are you taking with the number two pick? <laughs> right? That's the, yeah. that's the good question. Yeah, the Commanders interview is, conti- interview is continuing. Dan Quinn today, Raheem Morris today. We know that Ben Johnson set for tomorrow. Now, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of the Lions, getting set to face the Bucks coming up this week, had had his media availability this week, or today, uh, in Detroit, and was asked about his familiarity with Washington's GM. Adam Peters. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about people that have worked with him directly or have uh, 